Reading now from Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A highlight for me this Christmas season was sitting between my children watching the latest episode of the Star Wars franchise. Halfway through the movie, my daughter Anna Gray leaned over to me, said of the leading female character, I like her. She's strong. My son stood up after the movie and proclaimed, Best movie ever. Between their insights, there was a scene that demonstrates why the Star Wars series remains so deeply connected to our culture. It's the age-old story of good versus evil, light versus dark. And what Star Wars captures so well is that both light and dark are at work within us. I won't spoil the scene for you, but in one there is a character who is grappling with his own struggle between dark and light. And as he does, the shadows reflect differently on his face. There are times when there is more light than dark on his face, and then others when it is more dark than light. Go to the light side. We want to plead to Him. That invitation is always there for us. As is the pull toward the dark. Within us we have capacity to do good and evil. More often the struggle for us is between doing okay and doing not so good. Those situations where we convince ourselves with, what's the harm? One moment. And then think, that didn't feel right. The next. Or there's times when we try to talk ourselves out of it. I don't have time to do that. But then we do it. And we realize that it mattered that we did. There's a constant tug in both directions. And it's not just we as individuals who experience these tugs, who grapple with the dark and the light that is within us, who go in one direction and then the other, because we live with others who similarly grapple. This world is filled with darkness and light. Few things are purely light or pure darkness. The sun reveals the earth's beauty the strength and resolve of God's glorious creation, a creation that is increasingly taxed 
by our collectively unsustainable lifestyles. Every day, police officers do their job well, bravely, and wisely serving and protecting. But there were far too many incidents last year where a few did not. Millions of people in our country go to work, or Bible study, or medical clinics, or movie, and return home safely. But tragically, hundreds of people in 2015 were gunned down while enjoying those ordinary activities. In most nations across the world, the vast majority of life is terror-free. But in some places, terror is a daily occurrence. And increasingly, the threat of terror is hitting places where welcome and tolerance have been guiding principles. And with each incident, it feels as though the light has grown dimmer and the darkness is darker than before. Those are the headlines. But darkness lurks in other places, too. It looms over people you and I know, those who are quietly struggling with cancer, dementia, addiction, financial distress, marital discord. The light and the darkness are constantly battling within us, a battle that is amplified when my darkness pairs with your darkness or my light with your light. And as long as the battle is being waged within our own wills, the light will flicker under the pressure of the darkness, a flame suffocating as oxygen is slowly removed. What we need is not more of a battle within. What we need is more pure light, a truer light, the kind of light that will cause us to shine brighter. We need an epiphany. The story of Epiphany is that the light has dawned. Isaiah saw this light coming. He observed his nation, his people, engulfed by a great darkness. At times they had been lured by their own darker sides, and at times the darker sides of their enemies had prevailed. When it felt as though the world was covered by great darkness, Isaiah saw a glimmer of light coming, a light purer, brighter than any light that had come before, a light that would challenge darkness everywhere it shone. Arise, he said. Shine, he said, for your light has come. Into this world's deep darkness, the light has shined. No text or tweet or newspaper or smoke signal could adequately announce its arrival. This is the kind of light that reworks the heavens, the kind that causes a star to shine brighter than it had ever before, leading those who groped around in darkness to find a child, a child who is pure light. A child within whom there is no darkness at all. The light arrives. And the only appropriate response is for those who see it to come to it. 
that they too may shine. This light draws out of those around him light. They shine because they have been near him. Like a mirror that only reflects its surroundings, if we dwell in darkness, we will reflect darkness. But if we dwell in light, we will shine. This does not mean that we will no longer battle against the darkness within and without. To the contrary, we battle. We battle with the bright light of the Lord. We battle in the ways that He battled. We shine as He shone. Archbishop Desmond Tutu battles faithfully. He's seen the darkest side of what this world can offer. Having experienced his own darkness raging within him, having experienced the horrors of the apartheid South Africa, and yet having spent enough time with the light that he too was able to approach this world seeking truth and reconciliation, offering grace and peace. He saw and heard the worst, and yet is still able to laugh with the joy of someone who has known the mercy of our God. He and so many like him are not the true light that illumines everyone, but they reflect his light. They are those to whom Jesus could say, you are the light of the world. Because they are radiating the light that Jesus produces. They are near enough to him to reflect his light. They can enter into dark places and bring light because they remain connected to their light source. They do not avoid the darkness. They shine into it. What we know of ourselves is that darkness and light continue to battle within. What we know of our Lord is that He is the light of the world. What we know from history is that those who have remained connected to the light are more likely to reflect light than darkness. And what we know of today is that it is yet another opportunity to choose the light, to connect more closely to Him, that we may shine more brightly. Light has dawned. Let him shine.